When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Ben Smith is a sports reporter for Perth Now Local and a favourite of ours on the Overnight Crowd, and he joins the program. Uh, G'day, Ben. Hey, Hita. How are you doing, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Thanks for the time once again. Uh, we'll get straight into it, shall we, and uh, talk about the Perth Glory and the situation that they're involved in. It continues on. Has there been any movement in the hopes of getting back to Perth or at least out of isolation? Uh, I, I don't believe there uh, there has been. I believe, you know, as I understand it, there may be some, new, some fresh news tomorrow, but, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this is... Uh, you know, you know another. Oh, we'll, we'll let you know in a day. Sort of deal. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a grim situation right now. Um, I think that you know, as far as I know, well, I, I assume Tony Pignata and Tony Sage are doing their utmost. Uh, in fact, I know their utmost to uh, you know to get the the team home. Uh, by the sounds of it, you know, they're looking to send uh, one group uh, to Sydney. Uh, under you know strict uh, conditions, whilst uh, uh, another group will uh, you know go will hopefully be allowed to fly back to WA, quarantine at home, and then have Christmas with their families. So it's uh, yeah yeah it looks like they're going to have to split the plane group in two, which is uh, not ideal, but it's still better than uh, the whole group having to spend fourteen days in a quarantine hotel, which is you know just you know it's. Uh, you know, it's just you know, it's so draining on their mental health. You can already see. You know, Brad Jones has been pretty vocal on Instagram about it. You know, mo- you know, I believe you know all the squad or most of the squad are double vaccinated, and you know, after four or five days, you know, still still not showing any symptoms, still testing negative, and yeah, you know, it just doesn't seem. Uh, it's it's not it's going to wreck the players' mental health if they're in there for another week. It's it's not right. And I understand, you know, every state has their different way of dealing with this. I completely understand that, completely respect it. You know, I know there's a you know, there's a fourteen day uh period in which, you know, the virus can kind of surface and you can test positive for it. But, you know, if we're gonna do this every if you know, different states are gonna do this every time um, you know, there's a positive case in a sports team, then like you have to wonder what the hell is this Australian sporting summer going to look like? Like, what's mm. the point? Yeah, you know. Most definitely. And uh, one of those players that uh, we had the most concerns about was Daniel Sturridge. He didn't enjoy the uh, first time that he got uh, stuck in lockdown uh, on his entry into the country. There was some concerns maybe with him sticking around uh, with another lockdown period, but uh, it looks like he's got his partner and kid on the way so he can ride off those fears as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's obviously really good. I'm really happy for Daniel, but he gets to see his, uh, his uh, family in uh in a couple of weeks' time, that's really important. You know, he, like you said, he did it really tough first time 
Uh, it was a very new experience to him and him having to go back into uh, quarantine just as he, you know, match fit. Uh, he was expected to play 20 minutes against Brisbane uh, before the game was postponed and uh, probably a bit more against Adelaide. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, uh, he seems to be kind of keeping himself a bit more entertained this time. I don't know if you've seen, but he has covered both Drake and Adele on his uh, Instagram. Uh, he's, He's got a reputation as a bit of a crooner, does Daniel Sturridge. And, uh, yeah, you know, like he's trying to make the best out of a bad situation, entertain the masses. I saw his, uh, you know, both songs have kind of uh, had a bit of a COVID quarantine, you know, pandemic theme. You know, he mentioned, you know, uh, you know, I can't remember the exact exact lyrics, but he's, he's... Changed some of them to uh, to encourage people to get vaccinated, and uh, uh, even you know the, the Drake cover even drew uh, I saw on Instagram. You know the likes of Didier Drogba and uh, Jordan Henderson were both uh, you know uh, in the comment section telling telling him how much he loved they loved it. So uh, you know it's uh, you know well, there's a silver lining. I guess it's not much of a silver. It's a, more of a grey lining than a silver lining. But you know at least we get some content out of Daniel Sturridge when he's not playing. It's there. We just have to look very hard for it. But the silver lining is there somewhere uh, amongst all of uh, the misery uh, that Perth Glory are going through at the moment. So with all of Glory's matches postponed for the rest of 2021, the border not open till February in WA. If they do get out, um, get to WA, and then they'll be back on the road for the rest of the month, won't they, until that border opens and matches are allowed to come back to WA. Is that right? I believe so, yes. I think that is the plan, but honestly, uh, at this point, uh, who knows, you know? It feels like this is this fixture list is going to change on a whim, and, you know, I don't think this is, get, this is not going to be the first time Glory's fixtures change throughout the season. Uh, it's been, yeah. And I, I, like, like you say, that's what, you know, is expected to happen, but I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't think anyone in the world knows changing. what is going to unfold over the next month. And I think even once the borders are open, you know, like like we see, you know, there's three thousand new cases in Sydney today. Um, who knows? You know, this. You know, I think mean, I have a feeling even once the borders open, it's just going to be a complete. Uh, you know, it's going to be a pandemonium in a in a pandemic. You know what I mean? It's going to be. Uh, there's going to be fixtures changing left, right, centre. There's going to be, you know, I feel like there's going to be squads who, you know, unable to field enough players because they've got positive cases. It's going to be a draining summer of uh, not just uh, the A-League men and A-League women, but I think all Australian all sports. sport, unfortunately. Most definitely. Uh, one thing that is pretty great is uh, that the Glory supporters have pulled together and got the guys some nice food and uh, also something else to at least enjoy themselves in quarantine. It was even better that the uh, Brisbane Raw supporters group chipped in as well. I'm not sure if uh, you caught that one, Ben. I did not see that. That, that is, uh, yeah, that's that's really awesome to see. Uh, yeah. uh, credit to the uh, to the Brisbane fans. I know we've, you know, I know Glory fans and Brisbane fans have had their differences in the past, but that's that's really nice to see. Uh, you know, credit to credit to Raw fans. That's that's awesome. And you know, like you said, it's uh, really uh, you know. Uh, shout out to uh, Donna Giffrey. Apologies, I just butchered. That's okay. I just absolutely butchered that surname pronunciation. Pronunciation. She's uh, you know from a glory side of things. She led the uh, the charge on you know yeah. on getting these uh, individual grazing boxes going to each staff and player. You know, a lot of, and, you know, credit to the Glory fans as well for pitching in and, 
uh, just reminding the players that they're not alone. And, uh, you know, I'm sure every player and every staff member, you know, the coaches, Richard Garcia, Stephen McGarry, I'm sure they are, you know, fully appreciate appreciative right now. Uh, the, the old Stephen Armstrong, Perth Glory song, uh, had the, you know, the line, the best fans in the land. And I think, you know, Gloria, you know, living up to that reputation right now, this is a, you know, a, a real credit to, uh, you know, to the Perth Glory fans who, you know, it hasn't always been the easiest time between club and fans over the last decade, but uh, the, the fans having the players back here is just really awesome to see. Elsewhere in the league, uh, there's some fires at the Western Sydney Wanderers as well with the uh, folded arms sort of sighing appearance of manager Carl Robinson after the loss, looking without answers. Uh, it's not the greatest look, is it? It's not a great look. And if you were, if I was the coach, I would not admit to not have answers after a game, especially <laughs> with a, uh, a squad which, you know, I had had a lot of, you know, Carl Robinson had had a lot of impact in signing. Like you, he has been so underwhelming during his tenure here. It's. I remember when he first arrived in the A League, and you know he had Newcastle playing some good football, and then he got Western Sydney job uh, the uh, start of last season. It was like, okay, like here we go. He's got a chance of big club. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And it's just been. I mean. The club is falling apart at the seams at the moment. You know, you've got fan revolts over, uh, you know, what over the performances on field, which are, uh, you know, ugly at best. You know, this is I said at the start of the season. I thought Western Sydney Wanderers had the best squad in the league. Um, that was you know, we, the, both. You know, the amount of depth they have, and you know the amount of, uh, you know, first-team quality they have. And Carl Robinson, was, you know, has signed a lot of these players and has brought a lot of these players into the first team. And, you know, here we are all this time later and they are just so underwhelming so consistently. It is amazing. It is honestly impressive at how bad a job I think he's done because it. I'm lost for words at how uh, midfield with Terry Antonis and Stephen Ugarkovic, who are, have been two of the best Australian central midfielders in the A-League men's over the last five years. They, that is, you know, Western Sydney Wanderers' first choice central midfield pairing. The two best Australian central midfielders in the league over the past five years. And Cole Robinson has managed to make them ineffective. That is that is quite a feat. I cannot like that central midfield pairing was why I thought they might be good because they are two very intelligent, good footballers at A League men's level, and yet under Carl Robinson they look dysfunctional. The team looks a mess. You have players like you know Bernie Abini who you know, has had a good A League men's career but has, is just not producing you know, at a level you expect them to. You have young, promising academy graduates like Tate Russell, who was fantastic for them at right back last year. He can't even get a game this year. And, you know, I I can't understand why. He's a very good footballer. Uh, and then you have uh, the off-field stuff, which is just... Um, I'm not sure if you... you know, I'm not sure how many people would have seen this if they weren't on Twitter over the weekend. But... Uh, uh, former A-League men's players, Patrick Zwanzweig, 
you know, the Central Coast Mariners legend, one of the best centre-backs to play in the A-League. Him and uh, Dean Heffernan, you know, played for Glory, played for Western Sydney, played for Central Coast. Both of them absolutely unloaded on uh, Western Sydney. They were both uh, involved with the club, you know, and they just went absolutely, you know... (laughs) It was it was a massacre on Twitter. You had a lot of uh, you know disgruntled Wanderers fans basically you know queuing up to uh, you know take their pots off to the club, and then you have two you know very respectable former A League men's players who have worked at that club and left. Dean Heffernan called it the most toxic environment I've seen in twenty years of football. Um, like that is. That is a direct quote from Dean Heffernan. And then you have, you know, Patrick Zwanzweig, who is, you know, saying, is saying similar things, where he's saying, uh, you know, you know, the truth hurts, but healing, it's, it's healing at the same time. And, hmm. yeah, it's, it's an absolute mess. I feel sorry for the fans who are incredibly passionate. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see how Carl Robinson survives the year. I think... You know, he's lucky to. I think he's lucky to be in a job at the moment. This is a team that should be challenging for the title, um, but is close, much closer to a wooden spoon at the moment, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. He got the uh, back in today as well. Uh, a bit more time to solidify things, but that could uh, also mean the complete opposite, couldn't it? Uh, so we could see him out of the job yeah, pretty quickly the, uh, from there. <laughs> anyone who's uh, ever played football manager knows there is no worse email to receive in your inbox than. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the confidence of the board email. <laughs> the backing of the board, yeah. Good luck with that one, mate. Uh, elsewhere, that's around... the sound, that when you get that when you get that email, it's the sound of knives being sharpened. Yeah, <laughs> start packing your things. Uh, elsewhere around the match day, City and Victory played out a cracker. Uh, some calls for it to be the early match of the year contender. Is that a bit of Victorian parochialness speaking, though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, look, for Melbourne Derby, is great. Um, I don't think it's, it's not as good as, a, you know, as Western Sydney versus Sydney or Sydney versus Melbourne Victory or even Melbourne Victory versus Adelaide, uh, to be honest. I think there's still, uh, you know, it's still maybe, maybe the fourth or fifth best Derby in the A-League, uh, probably stemming from the fact Melbourne City still don't quite have a geographical, uh, you know, uh, identity. They're still very much a uh, you know. There is talk of it. You know, they are trying to make strides in uh, in Dandenong in the uh, I believe it's the southeast of uh, Melbourne. Um, they are trying to kind of make their way into that area uh, and you know give themselves a bit more of a you know a stronger identity because they're kind of like just a Melbourne football. They're a Melbourne team owned by Manchester City basically, mm-hmm. um, which you know that's. That's the appeal, you know, and that's, you know, for a lot of football fans, that's not the most appealing of things, you know. They obviously took over from Melbourne Heart, but Melbourne Heart never really had, also had a similar issue with they didn't know which area of Melbourne they represented because Victory was first, you know, the first team on the block. They kind of had their pick and Melbourne City kind of picking up the stragglers. So that's what, that's kind of why the, um, why, the fans, uh, you know, why maybe it doesn't have that same intensity or atmosphere that some of the other uh, derbies in the A-League do. But uh, this one was, you know, this game was good. It was, 
you know, it was in prime time on Channel 10, which is, you know, perfect. It was colourful. It had goals. It had a red, late red card to Jamie McLaren. It had a good atmosphere. Um, you know, it had three goals in, uh, two goals in four minutes from Melbourne City to uh, equalise and then take the league. It had a late uh, equaliser. And this is, you know, regardless of the quality of the game, this is the sort of game in terms of, you know, the intangibles that the A-League men's needs more of if it's going to continue in the, you know, continue to grow. And the fact that it's on Paramount Plus is, you know, the fact that more eyeballs are being exposed to that, it's not behind the paywall, that is really important. You know, if you, if you watch that game and, you know, I'm sure you came, if you're not, if you watch that game and you weren't a, you know, a local, you know, A-League men's or A-League women's fan, that game would have got you a bit more interested, not just, you know, these two clubs, but, you know, your local club if you're watching from outside of Victoria. So from that perspective, it was, you know, a fantastic, uh, resounding success. And, you know, it's, it's the run, I think it's the third uh, televised free-to-air game in, a, in as many weekends that has been like, really fun to watch from a neutral perspective. So, uh, you know, uh, thumbs up for Paramount Plus. They've really picked the, uh, the games they're showing to the large, larger audience really well so far this season. Match day six coming up across Boxing Day and the 27th of December as well. Uh, MacArthur FC uh, currently going quite nicely, top of the table. They had a uh, 10 men and a goal down a comeback performance last week against Newcastle, and they get to take on Sydney FC this upcoming week, who got their first win of the season uh, last weekend as well. Absolutely. It was a, it was a very gutsy win by MacArthur. Um, you know, I thought, you know, it was... I thought Newcastle were a better team first half, uh, not just because MacArthur had Philippe Curso sent off, uh, not just because Newcastle, you know, went ahead thanks to uh, uh, what was a fantastic free kick from uh, Becca Michelazze, who's a you know, very good, uh, who's been a very good pickup for the Jets this season. He's a very, uh, very good player who, you know, both a very good finish and someone who uh, plays a big part in their build-up play, uh, very involved. And, uh, yeah, second half, you know, it was all the Jets, but they shipped two goals and didn't really create too many chances, uh, you know, against uh, the home side. You know, Danny De Silva scored that ripper of a volley three minutes after half time to get MacArthur level. Uh, and he, he was fantastic in this game. It was just one of those reminders that he is, uh, he still has, he's just still such a really talented player, A-League men's player. I've, often speak about, you know, I pine for the alternate reality where he is a regular starter in Europe <laughs> and is, you know, playing week in, week out and is, you know, well on his way to 50 Socceroos caps. Um, and, you know, maybe we might still end up getting it. You know, he's still very young. I always forget how young he is, but uh, he's 24, doesn't turn 25 until next year. So there's still time for him to kind of resurrect his own career if he wishes. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic in this game, um, and then uh, he had the uh, assist for James Meredith's winner with about six minutes to go. Uh, great free kick in Meredith uh, was a good header, and um, yeah, it was, Newcastle just found it really hard throughout the second half. To Newcastle were basically passing the bus, and uh, yeah, they couldn't play through those uh, you know that deep lying defence, which you know isn't just a Newcastle issue. A lot of A League uh, men's 
uh, teams have real trouble when uh, opposition parks are bu- uh, parked a bus, which is why uh, you know part, part of the reason why a lot of the games this season have actually been won by the team with less possession because they're playing counter-attacking football and uh, the team with the most possession is actually finding it harder to win, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah, credit to MacArthur. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite an interesting uh, trend. There's a great uh, ESPN article by uh, Ante Jukic, uh, which is well worth your time. Um, it's uh, basically talking about how uh, A-League men's teams have been more successful this season uh, when they when they don't have a ball and the league is kind of at risk of uh, turning into a bit of a transition league. Uh, but uh, yeah, on the game itself, you know, another good point from the car, a uh, good win rather from the car. So they've, I had them pegged, you know, for to finish outside the top six. Uh, and they've, you know, they've only conceded two goals so far. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of shutting out Newcastle. And uh, yeah, they, they, I believe they have uh, West United this week. Uh, no, sorry, they've got, like you say, they have Sydney FC, uh, who uh, have been very underwhelming this season. Mm. And it feels like that era of, you know, the Sydney Killbots, as they were dubbed, uh, <laughs> you know, where they would just kind of win and, you know, they would just capitalise on any slip-up of the opponent uh, kind of going. Uh, you know, it's an older team. They, they did get a good win over uh, Wellington on the weekend and, you know, by all accounts, probably should have won by more. Uh, yeah, it just feels like there's, there's something about this Sydney team where it feels like the floor has kind of dropped from underneath them and they just don't... They don't seem scary anymore. Uh, you know, they're missing Callum Neuenhoff, who, you know, uh, you know did, so, uh, did come off the bench on the weekend. I think he... It's imperative they get him back into the starting team. He's only 19 years old, but he was fantastic when he played last season. Um, yeah, like Milos Ninkovic just looks a step slower. Adam Lafondre, Bobo, they just don't quite look like the ultimate versions of themselves. And this is a team which kind of has, for a long time, kind of relied on its star men to do something in the final third to win them games. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's Feels like the force dropped from underneath them, and they are not the same force. So I, you know, if I, I'd be probably putting my money on MacArthur this week, uh, which means Sydney will probably find the uh, fountain of youth uh, midweek and uh, win that game and be back uh, to the old Sydney that we all uh, love to hate. A kiss of death. You heard it here first on the overnight crowd, courtesy of uh, Ben Smith for this upcoming A-League men's clash this weekend. Uh, overseas, mate, uh, Ange Postacoglu continuing to win the hearts and minds over in Scotland with Celtic winning the Scottish League Cup over Hibernian 2-1. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, you know, I know that uh, it was, you know, I know it's just the, uh, the Scottish League Cup, but, you know, that, it's great to see Ange have so much uh, you know, had so much success so early into his Celtic career. The fact that you know he has gone from uh, an outsider who fans kind of viewed with a mix of bewilderment and uh, cynicism upon his announcement to someone who has united the entire football club behind him, who has won. He's won the fans over so quickly. Uh, you know, they're already singing songs on the terraces about him and the way the team's playing. Uh, it's it's great to see, you know, and 
Also great to see, uh, you know, another Celtic player who uh, a lot of the fans kind of sneered at or looked down their noses at upon his arrival was uh, Kyogo uh, Furuhashi, the uh, Japanese forward who has been on fire this season. Uh, he scored, uh, I believe, it's uh, just doing some quick maths here, 16 goals in 25 games for Celtic this year, which is... Uh, for someone who has basically played their entire, who or has played their entire uh, life in the uh, entire career in the J League, it's pretty, you know, pretty awesome to see uh, an Asian footballer go to uh, a big club in Europe. And you know, regardless of what you think about the, the standard of Scottish football, uh, Celtic are without a doubt a big club. It's awesome to see Furuhashi go to a big club in Europe and become an instant overnight success. And uh, after, you know, have the fans singing his name. They absolutely love uh, Kyogo Furuhashi over there. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just heartwarming and uh, really hope uh, Celtic can uh, kick on uh, and win the league this year. I'm not a Celtic fan at all, but I am a big and Postacoglu fan. So uh, I only want good things for him. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just great to see um, him get off to such a successful start in Glasgow. Elsewhere around those ways, uh, we had a question on the show from a listener last night, and we've been trying to track down some information. Uh, do you have any idea on when the postponed COVID matches in the EPL will be rescheduled for? Uh, I do not. Uh, I think, you know, like like everything, I think everything is so up in the air mm. at the moment. Uh, it's, you know... It's kind of unfathomable that uh, the Premier League is uh, pushing ahead with the Christmas slate, you know, Boxing Day slate and New Year's slate of games. Uh, they, I believe I just saw earlier today that they, there are 100 new positive cases in the Premier League today. You saw teams like um, you know Chelsea having to you know field uh, team uh, substitute lists with where they didn't have the full number. They only had like six players on the subs when they're allowed, I believe it's nine or ten at the moment, because they just simply didn't have the first-team players uh, to sit on the benches, such as the uh, the nature of the, you know, of the virus running through the team at the moment, which is, you know, really, really sad. I don't know when they are going to, I, to put them in. I wonder whether they would consider extending the season and, running these games towards the end of the season, but I think it would most likely just be kind of wedged in in a midweek somewhere, which I'm sure uh, it, none of the clubs involved will be particularly happy about, but I guess there's not really a uh, yeah. uh, another alternative. Although, you know, they could, you know, if the team's in question, which, you know, Man United, one of them, if they do fall out of the FA Cup early, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of these postponed games, if they are able to go ahead, uh, are put in, for the uh, latter stage of the FA Cup weekends. Right, okay. Oh, Ben, really appreciate the time once again, mate. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas from myself and the listeners of the Overnight Crowd, and we'll catch up again soon. No worries, Peter. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everyone at the station, and uh, Merry Christmas to the listeners too.
Ben Smith, sports reporter for Perth Now Local and a favourite of ours on the overnight crowd, joining us right there and doing a great job of it as well, giving us uh, the latest on A-League men's uh, competition, mostly off-field sort of things going on with the Perth glory still uh, wrapped up in their uh, quarantine isolation situation in Brisbane following uh, their departure. On their way there to uh, go and take on the Raw, unfortunately one of their players did test positive and since then they've been uh, locked up in Brisbane and uh, trying to uh, either get half the group to Sydney, half the group back to Perth, but uh, with the border issues with WA not opening up until the February the 5th at the moment. So once uh, Glory get back here, there's a decent chance that they'll get home, touch the wall, head back out once again and be on the road for the next four or five weeks before a chance to play a home fixture. So plenty to play out as we've seen around the world in uh, some of the bigger leagues over in the United States as uh, they've continued on through uh, the COVID uh, concerns that they've been having at the moment. We've seen uh, games postponed in both the NBA and NFL and uh, also across the EPL as we're talking about with Ben there. You're on the overnight crowd, 0433 We'd love to hear from you or 1300 736 736. Jump on, have a chat. Let's get into it this Tuesday night into Wednesday morning on the overnight crowd. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.